Welcome to the Tim Hill Podcast. If you have the time, you can not only listen to the episodes, but you can also watch all the shows and you'll find the links in the description below. Thank you. The Tim Hill Podcasts. Ordinary people's extraordinary stories. Welcome to the Tim Hill Podcast. In this episode, I'm going to have a chat with Brendan. Brendan, if you can tell me when and where you were born, and if you can describe to me what it was like where you grew up, the schools you went to, and the education that you received. So it's over to you, Brendan. My name is Brandon Liebowitz, and I grew up in Los Angeles, California. I was born in 1984 and pretty much lived here my whole life. Grew up in San Pedro, California, a little tiny town in Los Angeles, and grew up there in elementary school, middle school, high school, went there, then went off to college and stood in Long Beach, California, which is still close by to all those areas and just, yeah, kind of love the weather out here. Kind of got spoiled growing up here. So thought about yeah, moving yeah. away, but it's tough to leave that sunny 70 degree. Kind, kind of get spoiled for that. Um, well, it never rains in Southern California. That, <laughs> I guess that's, that's a kind of big magnet, isn't it? <laughs> if you don't get an awful lot of rain, you live outside most of the year, you lucky person, you. Mm. Anyway, so I guess Los Angeles area is a really vast area. It's not just like Hollywood, is it? So how close to Hollywood is it that you lived? Maybe like 40 minutes, depending on traffic, 20 miles, which in LA can take an hour, hour and a half sometimes to get that far. (laughs) So it's it's, it's a bit like... um, Running to London from the sort of suburbs, then mm-hmm. so yeah, it can take forever. Yeah, yeah, it seems close, but traffic, parking, mm. it all makes it tough. It's not as easy as it looks. So, what was the actual little area where you grew up? The little you said it was a village, it's called San Pedro, San Pedro. And whereabouts is that kind of situated in relation to, to say, Hollywood and? Uh, the, the studios, that sort of area, oh, north or in, south. It's in Southern California, so the south. Yeah, so it's south of south of so the Hollywood sign. Mm, can you see the Hollywood sign from from where you live? No, no, you can only see no, it from quite. a couple places, but yeah, I'm too far from it. <laughs> Fair one. So I guess um, were your parents? Actors and stuff like that. Is that what drew them there in the first place? No, no, no actors. They just want to <laughs> escape the weather from New York. Well, and all my family is moving over here too. So we we're following my family and coming for the nicer weather too, I think. Happy days. So the little area you grew up in, what was it like? Well, it was a good area. It was very diverse. You got all spectrums of very poor, lower income to where I live a couple blocks or a couple cities away. It was like the ultra, like super rich area, kind of like the Hollywood Hills, but where I live, mm-hmm. where it's a lot of athletes and celebrities. And so you get the whole spectrum there, which made it interesting growing up there, seeing the poor broke projects where people are just struggling to find a meal <laughs> to the people that are just have too much money where they're driving million dollar cars around. And it's kind of crazy. It's weird, yeah. but it was interesting. That's why I like California too. You get the diversity of, all different mm. ethnicities, like that melting pot where everyone just comes in and 
we all just try to get along with each other. Okay. So what was your, um, can you remember back to your kindergarten days? What was that like? Did you go to kindergarten or were you homeschooled? No, I went to kindergarten, but it's tough to remember. I remember just like playing on the playground. Or I remember right before I went to kindergarten, the week before we came back from a family holiday and I was riding my bicycle and fell, like tried to brake on the handlebars and I broke <laughs> the front brake and it launched me over and just fell on my face and cut my chin open. And remember I had to get stitches and I remember going to kindergarten the first week with my big bandage on and got to wear a hat in school because you're not supposed to wear hats but they let me wear it so I wouldn't have a scar or help with the scarring but that's kind of all I remember from kindergarten just lots of like playing around and the playground but yeah it's tough but yeah. that one definitely stands out that injury is one that just so so, so first, first day in kindergarten then they seen you with this 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 injury and did it make you kind of look tough and 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 nobody kind of picked on you because they thought you was you was odd and you've been into a fight or something. Yeah, yeah, got to watch out for this kid with the bandage and the scars. <laughs> <laughs> Don't call me Scarface. That's sort of thing. Yep. So, <laughs> so moving on, then what was your elementary school like? How was how did that go? I mean, you'd obviously done a little bit of time in the in the in the kindergarten, yeah. and then you moved on to your elementary school. Yep, it was all what the was same school. Like? Yeah, so elementary. All in the same. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so same school. Yeah, elementary school and kindergarten were all in the same one. So that one, yeah. I just remember learning a lot and just, well, just at the beginning, just lots of playing around. Class. Yeah, lots of playing around. But then I remember like fifth grade is when we like started taking more things more seriously and going to different classes. So in the past, you just have one teacher for all six hours yeah. or however long you're in school for. But fifth grade, then we're like, all right. Each teacher you get for one hour. So you're kind of like preparing for middle school and high school where you're bouncing around yeah. from class to class and not just staying with one teacher. And just remember like building relationships with friends and learning all these different little things about school. Lots of like arts and crafts. Those are my favorite things. <laughs> like the oh, art right. So you're a bit arty, are you? A bit arts yeah. and crafts. Yeah, no, it was fun. Um, yeah. So doing, I guess art was your favorite subject then. I like the arts and crafts. It was definitely fun. I like just, yeah, getting creative with it. What was your worst subject then, if you like the arts and crafts? Probably English or history. So I was good <laughs> at math. Math I was really good at. So math I was really good at, but English and history, not my best. So All right. So what sort of history were you learning at that time? Um, was it, I guess uh, it would have been American history, was it? Yeah, yeah. Just learning about what they want to tell us in the history books but now yeah. at least we have the internet and we could access everything about the history and not just hear what our state or city or country wants us to know because unfortunately they don't tell you the full story they just tell you what they want you to hear and also the history yeah. books are written they're not updated like with the <laughs> internet you could just go in and make updates to things in real time and be like oh no this is actually incorrect whereas when it's down on paper they don't update those books for years so you're reading a history book yeah. from 15 years ago and from 15 years ago to now, there's a lot of changes that have happened in the past. So it's massive, yeah, massive yeah, changes in the last 15 years. In the last five years, I mean, five years ago, we would struggle about doing this. And now look at this. I mean, we're, yeah. you're, you're five, 6,000 miles away and uh, we're having a chat and I'm in a stately home in England and you're in a, 
in an apartment in Los Angeles. Yep, California. It's nice. Yeah, it's yeah. nice how we connect so, with everybody. That's the one good thing about the internet is connecting everyone and putting us yeah. in touch. We don't have to travel as much. I mean, I still wish we could travel more, but at least we could just sign in on Zoom or do a phone video chat, yeah. whatever works. And it's awesome. That's great. So um, going through your elementary school then, um, so he's pretty good at art and crafts, good at maths, didn't like your, your history or your, your English. So um, what other subjects did you do? Did you do any theatre studies or anything like that? Music? Did they introduce yeah. you to music? Well, music in like middle school, but not in elementary school, but middle school, joined like the band and played some music, didn't do any theatre, but was interested in the music. Mm -hmm. Always liked music and my family has played instruments or my cousins and my grandparents. So thought maybe let me try the, the musical route. So what music uh, instrument did you get? Uh, I was playing the piano, the drums and the flute, a little bit of each one, but yeah, mm. just kind of check them all out. But I like the drums. Them all out. I'll bet, bet your parents didn't like the drums much if you took them home, did they? No, so that was over at my aunt's house. My aunt had a drum set, so anytime I visited my aunt, I'd play the drums, but I didn't play the drums in school or anything like that because it'd be too noisy. The neighbors would not be happy about that. So, yeah, the drums, they're a little too loud, I feel like. So my parents never yeah. let me have a drum set. So did you put on uh, any musicals? Were you involved in that side of life or, or it's just played in a band, um, going out in a... I guess it was a bit of a marching band for your for, for your football team. Was mm -hmm. that it? Yeah, yeah, did do the marching band, but we would just sit down and just hang out there for like school events or graduations. But we didn't do it for the sporting events because I was in middle school; they weren't like official. High school, they would have done it, but I didn't play oh, any right. instruments in high school. I was like, I'm done. I got my fix of it. <laughs> I've learned these instruments, and I'm good on that. But yeah, it was just fun in middle school learning that because my yeah. uncle played the flute. So I was like, all right, well, I'll learn the flute. My mom played the piano. So I want to play the piano. And like that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess you yeah. can do it both ways, depending on which way. If you're right or left handed, yeah. it might be a left handed one. I'm not 100% sure, but I'm sure there probably is. It's worth giving it a try anyway. So, what about sports? Did you play any sports in middle school? Mm, yeah. Well, not for school, but I played like basketball, soccer, and yeah, I play that just after school on like different leagues, but didn't play anything for the schools. But in middle school, found skateboarding, and that's where I just fell in love with skateboarding and just uh, kept skateboarding ever since. As I think when I was like 13, I found skateboarding, and that was like the first year in middle school. So I was like, forget about sports. I just want to skateboard all the time, and that's really what took over my life. And still love skateboarding to this day. Don't skateboard as much as I'd like to, but – Still really enjoy it. So, it so did you convert that skateboarding to um, snowboard? Mm -hmm. Yep, a little bit. Yeah, I thought it'd be easier to learn snowboarding, but it was not easy. It was pretty tough because I thought skateboarding <laughs> would help out, but it does not help out. I mean, it helps out a little bit, but not as much as yeah. I would have liked it to help out. But well, I guess with, with snowboarding, you spend most of your time sat on your backside rather mm -hmm. than. <laughs> yep. Whereas a yep. skateboard, you, you tend to fall off it more, do you? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a nice thing is the skateboard, you just kick it away. Snowboard, yeah. stuck to your feet, or skis, it's stuck to your feet. So can't really just jump off. You're 
got to commit. You got to keep going with it. So I guess you've got to go a long, awful long way uh, to find some snow in California. Uh, like a, two hours for me. That's what I love about LA mm. is the mountains are like two, three hours away. The beach is yeah. right here. So you go to the beach and you go to the mountains in the same day. And that's what a lot of people do is like, I went snowboarding and went surfing in the same day. So. Wow. So you do surfing as well then? No, not surfing. A little bit, but no, not really. Not there's, that. there's too many things that can bite and eat you in the sea, isn't there? Yeah, the sharks. I like scuba diving. I like going down there and checking out the sea life and not too scared of the sharks or not that aggressive as long as they're not hungry. But if you find like yeah. a great white shark in Pacific Ocean out here, yeah. I'm a little scared, but I've gone and like the reef sharks and seen like hammerhead sharks and dove with them and they're for the most part okay as long as you're not just yeah. aggressive to them so, and yeah treat them with respect i guess and they'll stay yeah. away from you i take a slightly different view on the on going scuba diving and going into the water i i believe that the water is for for going on not in so i'm a sailor so i just mm-hmm. go on the water it's a lot safer that way <laughs> definitely definitely sailing is good too but sometimes you get those waves that just picks up and you ever watch the perfect storm and you can see that gets you a little scared to see those giant waves in the middle Yay. of the ocean get you going sometimes but. you're away from it all and it's just anyway so let's uh let's have a look at your high school was that the same the same school as the the elementary in the middle no, 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 they were separate. So elementary, middle, and high school were all separate high schools. It's just kindergarten and elementary were in the same school. Right, in the same school. So moving up then to, to your, your high school, what was yeah, that like? Was it a, one of these big, big campuses or was it yeah. relatively small? Like 2,000 people, probably about 2,000 people in my high school. So it's pretty big, fairly big. Yeah. Not fairly huge, big, but- I suppose. Yeah, yeah. But, I went uh, to one of those big schools. That was a long time ago for me. <laughs> yeah, no, it was a big school. It was good though. I liked it. It was fun. High school was a good time because you get more freedom, more flexibility, picking your schedule, and get a lot more flexibility, which is nice. More responsibilities, but also so more what 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 subjects did you choose, and which ones did you drop? I couldn't really drop or choose in high school. You had to kind of stick with the curriculum, except for extracurricular activities. That's where it's like art class or doing like band or doing theater like that. But in general, you have to do like the normal history. Oh, right. so you, yeah, you, you get you get your main subjects, English, maths, um, geography, yeah. history. Yep. Then a um, foreign language. So I picked Spanish since I live in Los Angeles. Spanish helps out a lot out here. So that was I one suppose, that, yeah, because you get an awful lot of Mexicans come up, don't you? Mm, I mean, my high school is I, primarily Hispanic, so I was, yeah, and San yeah, Pedro yeah. is kind of Hispanic, yeah. So. so, there's a lot of those guys around, mm, yep. A lot of good Mexican food out here, a lot of good stuff, so it's nice. So, your high school, then, um, what was your main subject that you enjoyed? Probably math was the subject that I was best at and came pretty easily for me. So yeah. enjoyed math, which, yeah, not many people enjoy math, but that one just came yeah. really easy to me. So that one was my yeah. easiest, favorite subject. 
And what was your worst subject? Probably the history, it, English, English or history. <laughs> I feel like history is just so boring, just reading that stuff in English. Learning well, let's, let's face it, if it's American history, there isn't an awful lot of it to be had, really, is there? I mean, you're uh, only a, still only a couple hundred years old at the best. Yeah, still um, very young country. <laughs> un, unlike us in England, we have centuries, centuries mm -hmm. of history. <laughs> yeah. Yep, it's got to be way more interesting going back that far. I feel like that would have been way more interesting than learning about 200 years ago what happened. Yeah. David Crockett and all that lot. And then the Wild West and, mm. and the Yukon and the, the Gold Rush and that sort of thing. And that's about, that's the yeah. early history, isn't it? Yeah, so the Gold Rush is interesting. I like that one. The Gold Rush is a cool one to learn about and seeing everyone coming out to California trying to get that money, like, trying uh, to find that gold. Yeah. Find that little nugget that sets them up. <laughs> yep, that they're good forever. Find that little golden nugget and you're rich. So, did you graduate high school with honours? Mm -hmm. Yep, went to the magnet program, and which is like the advanced program, and try to do good to go into, get into a good college. So, trying to be a little bit better than, or trying to stand out somehow. What's the magnet program? What's that all about? Just like the honors program, it was just the name they called it out here. Is the magnet? Oh, program. Right. Yeah, I'm not sure so why they call it the magnet, but that's, that, 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 that attracts the bright kids, does it? Yeah, I guess that's what they call it. That come on over here. <laughs> so you did pretty well at high school, then? Yeah, I did pretty good for the most part. Try to get good grades and do good on my SATs so I could get into a good college and university. So, did you go to college? Yep, I went to Cal State Long Beach, which is still in Los Angeles. Went there, got my degree in business marketing, and then jumped into the marketing field and started working. But yeah, I went to school out there, and that was fun too. I like college. So, were you living on campus, or did you you nip home every night? No, both lived on campus for the first year, and then after that, found my own spot. Yeah, okay, I guess. Is it cheaper to live on campus the first year? Do they kind of insist on it, sort of? No, I don't know if it's cheaper with all the fees versus just renting a place. Probably would have been cheaper, but you get the whole experience that way by really going Yeah. There. So the first, first year of university that I've seen anyway is that um, there's not an awful lot of work done. It's just more partying and uh, socialising and going to the ferority houses and and just mucking about and, and, and not doing an awful lot. And then uh, and then the second year, you, you sort of get kicked out of halls and you've got to knuckle down, find your own place. And and then they start doing a bit of a learning, is it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, kind of. It uh, seems to be a little bit, yeah. Everyone just wants to relax, have fun, socialise, get to know everybody, and then time to focus and hit those books and really study in. Yeah. So how long was your course? Uh, it was four years. That's your major, is it? So, so did you do any minors as well, or do you do a couple of majors in maths and stuff like that? Or No, you don't really need minors. So I just did business marketing and didn't do any minors, just stuck with business marketing. And it's like, all right, once I'm done, done, let me jump into the real world and get some hands-on experience and start my, my career path. But... Yeah, just focused on the marketing side of things. <clears throat> so what was it actually involved in, 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 
in doing a four-year course in marketing. So what sort of subject did they put you through? First two years are just basic high school, math, English, history, science, foreign language. But after that, then you could then the last two years are where it's really your major. So the first two years are just general, regular kind mm. of classes. After that, then it's all the business about like international business or marketing or accounting, finance, sales, all that stuff. So it's kind of just trying to teach you as much as you can about mm. marketing. So graduated with honors? Mm, at college, no, no, didn't graduate with honors because right, it doesn't uh, matter if you graduate with honors or not. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter. So that's why it's like, who cares? It's not like you're trying to go out to a college or a master's program. You have to have a certain GPA as long as you pass your classes and you're good. So I mm. got by with A's and B's, but high school is primarily trying to get A's. But college, yeah. like, it doesn't matter as much. Let me relax a little bit, not stress out as much, and just. Make sure I get what I need to do, get done, and from there, just enjoy my time. So what was your first job when you left university? First job was doing digital marketing, helping out a company with their search engine optimization, which just fell into that. Never knew much about digital marketing and just got that first job. And ever since I started working there, I just realized that everyone's probably going to have a website in the future. And this is in 2007. And just realized I should just stick with this digital marketing. And ever since then, just kept focusing on this digital marketing aspect or field and worked at different like advertising agencies, worked at mom and pop shops and always while I was working would be doing my own freelance work because I realized doing SEO, which is search engine optimization, ranking websites on Google. I could just go to a local business and be like, hey, do you want to rank at the top of Google? And I could pick up clients here and there. And over the years of working on my own business before work or after work on weekends, I was able to finally build it up to enough where I could quit my job and focus solely on my own company. But it took me a while. It took me a long time of building it up. I'm definitely glad I found that first job and led me into that because I had no idea about digital marketing. It wasn't what I was planning on doing, but just kind of got lucky that I fell into it in 2007. Mm. So when did you make the jump to doing your own business? When in 2007. Did you or I quit like five years ago, but... I was always working full-time and then working on the side on the weekends before work, after work, and just building mm-hmm. it up slowly. But a few years ago, I really pushed it. But before then, I was just like, I'm happy to work full-time and get a couple extra clients here and there to get some extra income. But over the years, I built it up to where I was like, all right, I'm making the same amount that I'm making at this job. How about I just focus solely on my business and just really push as much as I can? Okay. So five years ago, you you pulled the plug and jumped in for yourself. So how's it gone? It is doing well now for the most part. I mean, having your own business, you have the hiccups, ups and downs. For the most part, it's going pretty well. So glad to be able to set my own hours, be my own boss and have the flexibility and the freedom. Yeah. So do you have to work to deadlines or anything with with clients or or is it just Uh plod on and... As it comes along, you do it. No, there's always deadlines with clients, making sure everything's all the expectations are met, making sure everything's done properly, everything's working smoothly. But yeah, some clients have more strict deadlines than others. But with SEO, it's just making sure that at the end of the month, send them the report showing what's been done, the traction. Because yeah, there's not really many deadlines. Unless I'm running paid ads, then it's like, all right, got to get these ads up today. 
or we got to switch yeah. up these ads. But that's SEO, it's not really much of that. Do you design the ads yourself or do you have somebody do that for you? No, I use a graphic designer. Hmm. So you, you have to you have to come up with a concept and, and let them get on with it mm-hmm. and then send it back half a dozen times because you're not happy with it. <laughs> yep, yep. Let them go and build it off of Photoshop or Canva and let them tweak it around and make it look nice mm-hmm. and pretty. Yeah. Because I guess from a marketing point of view, it's it's all about a visual presentation to to capture somebody's eye to make them click on to to want that service. Mm-hmm. Yep, yeah, yeah. Captivate them somehow, one way or another, with a good message, good video, good graphic, or something that spark their interests. Mm. So, where do you see yourself going then? Um, just keep going with this. Hopefully keep building this up, building it up, building up and growing this company as much as I can and just trying to take it to that next level and keep growing it for the most part. That's the main focus for now. Are you looking at employing people or? Mm, yeah, definitely growing it, hiring full-time employees and just take it to that next level. So building up as much as I can. Yeah. And and all your clients are you, uh, based around the Los Angeles area, or, or are you sort of globally? Mm, global, yeah, all over. Because it doesn't matter where you're located. For the most part, it's all about putting the keywords in the right places to help Google better understand what keywords you want to rank for, and just changing up the keywords. If you're a doctor, focus on doctor keywords. If you're a mechanic, going for mechanic related keywords. So I guess it, from 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 your point of view, it's understanding the different markets that you're in uh, and understanding how Google works, which sometimes is a bit of a mystery to everybody, isn't it? Some of, mm-hmm. some of the, the, the algorithms that they use uh, uh, don't make an awful lot of sense. No, nobody mm-hmm. knows how it works, really. It's just trial and error, and some things we know work, some things we know don't work, but they don't want to tell you how what it does because no. all that. Because now everybody will be doing it then, wouldn't they? And it just swamped the whole thing, mm, um, which they probably don't want. <laughs> no, so. no. Mm-mm, mm-mm. That's the last thing they want to happen. Because, I mean, that's what I'm about. I'm, 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 I'm not really hooked up on numbers and, and listeners and all the rest of it. All I'm, it's, it's funny because I was asked, who's your avatar? Who's your target audience? Well, actually, my target audience hasn't been born yet. That makes <laughs> it interesting. It's a little tricky then right there. Yeah. But what I'm out to do is is to get people's ordinary people with extraordinary stories to get them to tell their stories. And that's why I go through where they came from, what it was like, where they grew up and stuff like that. So in a in hundred years' time, when when kids are in school and they've got a research project to find out what it was like in twenty twenty two, they will see what we did, and there's my target audience. That is true. Yep. So it's, that. it's leaving that it's leaving that legacy for future generations. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Planting that seed and then letting them find it future generations from now. Yeah, so, but I still need to sort of grow the channel to keep going and <laughs> yeah, just, just keep plodding away at it. Don't worry about 
how many listeners you get, how, how it grows. It's just mm-hmm. honing my craft, shall we say. Yeah. And uh, That's I'm just trying to put in keywords and oh, I don't know how it works. <laughs> Playing around with it, seeing what works, what doesn't work. But it's all just trial and error. Yeah. For the part. Just seeing what works, what doesn't work, and then just pushing more money to that and pull money away from what's not working. It's quite funny. I mean, when I started out with this, I, I, I did 24 half an hour episodes of my life. And then I did a, another couple of episodes where I went a little bit more in depth. And, and one of those episodes sort of flew. It, it, it just took off. <laughs> and all the others were, were sort of hitting around, I don't know, around about 50 uh, 50 about 50 downloads per episode and um, but this one particular episode it hit over 300 <laughs> yeah you never know that's one thing uh, you never know which one's gonna explode and take off or which ones are not gonna get that traction but it's it's kind of interesting yeah. to see which one just go viral and just kind of take off but, but. but the titles were pretty much all the same <laughs> so, yeah. Someone must have carried it with their audience and just spread that word. Yeah. So, uh, so nowadays, I've, I've what I do something slightly different is I, I put a different title on every episode that I push out, um, particularly for other people, which is yep. which is kind of working now. So, yeah, that's where you want to do it. You want to mix it up. Otherwise, you're competing against yourself with those keywords. So, it's the same keywords yeah. are in every single title. You become your own competitor. And now you're just competing yeah. against yourself and questioning and cannibalizing your own results which you don't want to do that well because everybody that i do is different um and every episode is totally different everybody that i spoke to has got a different life so yep. I, I i try and pick out that their strengths what they've done etc um and i use that in the in the title and i, I just started playing with canva um just finally got me head into how it works and and i'm now putting a different um thumbnail on each episode so see how that goes that will help out that will definitely help out canva is a great tool love canva it's free and it's paid but it's also free but it's a great tool it's really helpful yeah i'll I'll take it out the paid version of it just to because you get a little bit more out of it, I suppose. Mm-hmm. But it is but, a great. Uh, but it's, it's, I mean, it's just a constant learning curve. I've only been at it for for two years, and I think your number for other people, anyway, um, one hundred and twenty-four. So, that's yeah. a good amount. That's a good amount of episodes right there. You're getting a lot of people in there. <clears throat> That's just of other people. Um, I, I did, um, there's about 50-odd episodes, maybe maybe a bit more than that, of uh, stuff that I've done, uh, just me. <laughs> but it's interesting about the marketing side of it and and the way to approach growing. Because I I put it out on, on Buzzsprout and it goes out on the audio, audio platforms and I also put it onto YouTube which this is, I mean, this is how it look on YouTube. And, um, and then we'll see where it takes us. 
but the, the bit I like is that with Buzzsprout, I can upload the MP4. So I only need to do a, a one edit. Whereas when I started out, I was editing the audio and the video, um, mm. which which takes twice as long. Yeah. That's, that's so do you, do you do a podcast yourself? Yeah, I had a podcast where it's just me teaching my classes. So I did classes and put up all my classes as a podcast. So it's not really a podcast. It's just my classes, but just mm-hmm. another way to, for people to find my classes and get a hold of them and listen to those classes. <clears throat> so how would they get hold of those classes? Um, they can just search on Google for my name, Brandon Leibowitz, and they'll find all those classes there. Uh, and what are you teaching them? A bit of marketing and stuff like that? Or something totally different? Marketing. Yeah, everything related to digital marketing, Google, Facebook, SEO, social media, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Pinterest, LinkedIn, Google Analytics, Google Search Console, paid ads, all that stuff. So a bunch of different classes. What do you find works best? In regards to? The overall package of, of getting someone to, to grow whatever they're doing. Oh, it just what, depends. You got to be in front it? of your audience. That's the main thing. Mm. So who's your audience and where are they and how can I be in front of them? If they're on Facebook, you need to be on Facebook. If they're on Twitter, you got to be on Twitter. If they're on Google, you got to be on Google. If they're on YouTube, you got to be on YouTube. But you just got to know who your audience is at, who your audience is, and what platforms they're going to be on. And that's going to let you know where you need to be active. Because if you're just trying to be everywhere, you're just going to be too much. You need to just be where your audience is at. That's the number one thing. That's a good question. Well presented. I don't know where my audience will be. <laughs> it's so important. Otherwise, you get sucked into just being everywhere and it becomes a lot of time and effort that's not worth it. You just really need to focus on your audience and who are they and where are they. Yeah. So when I look at the analytics coming from Buzzsprout, it is, there's a fair mix of platforms that they've gone out on, mm-hmm. um, whether it's Apple, Pandora, Overcast, Google, Amazon. It, there's a fair mix right across the spread. When I look at the analytics for for YouTube again, it, it's it, it's on you. It just I don't understand the YouTube <laughs> analytics. To be honest, I mean, you can see see the numbers, but uh, of how many people have, have watched it. But I don't know whether you find the same, but the amount of people that watch it to the amount of people that have clicked the like button or subscribe to the channel just doesn't correlate there's a, a world of difference mm-hmm. I, mean, yeah, I think it's like maybe 10 percent or one percent will like the content and then maybe half a percent will subscribe or comment but yeah it's kind of like that yeah you don't expect many people to like or comment unfortunately that's that's a general thing right across the industry is it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, and it doesn't matter how many times you ask people to click the like button, subscribe, <laughs> comment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. yeah, they don't. It's tough. It's tough <laughs> to get people to do it for some reason. They just don't want to do it. It's bizarre, isn't it? I, I don't know what why that is. Do you have an answer? I don't know. I'm not too sure. It's crazy, isn't it? Just... Yeah, the content's not resonating. It's not what they're looking for. It's not interesting to them. So. 
just because they're watching it doesn't mean they like it. It just means they found you. And then it's all about you making sure it's interesting, captivating, compelling. It hooks them. It keeps them interested and engaged. Yeah. We'll see what happens this Thursday, I think. I've got a live stream, uh, a motorbike special. This weekend, I went up to uh, to the Adventure Bike Riders Festival uh, in Warwickshire. And I managed to get uh, some real good interviews. I, I um, Have you heard of Carl Fogarty? He was World Superbike Champion. No. So you're not a motorbiker, are you? No, but that's good. Living in California and you, know, you don't ride a motorbike. No, you should no, be going no. everywhere on your motorbike. Yeah, it would help you me with traffic. Be on, you should be on the freeway being chased by chips. Mm-hmm. It would help me with traffic. <laughs> it would get me out of that traffic and make yeah. things a lot easier out here. Yeah, so, we, so I've been advertising that this week and, and we go live um, Thursday evening, which would be quite a good, good fun. Um, I've got a few mates coming on that are bikers, so we'll see what happens. Yeah, that should see be if, good. See if we can get people asking us questions and stuff in the in the chat box. Mm-hmm. Yep, you just got to spread the word as much as you can, send some emails out to people, drive that awareness so they know that it's going on. Yeah. Well, what would be your biggest tip? Um, just be patient with all the digital marketing. It all takes time. It's not immediate, but just keep working at it. And you'll see that growth over time. It's just be patient. A lot of people kind of get discouraged and give up or just get discouraged. And it just takes time for everything. Nothing's immediate. I mean, sometimes you go viral like you did, but most of the time yeah. it doesn't happen. So it's got to be patient with it all. Yeah, I mean, I'm not fussed. <laughs> I've, got, I've got time. I'm a pensioner. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just, I'll do it for fun, really. I just do it to keep myself occupied. Saves me drinking far too much spiced rum. Nothing wrong <laughs> with staying occupied and finding this new hobby, and eventually it might just pick up, and you never know. It'll go viral and just explode. But oh, it might be the next Joe Rogan. Yep, you never know. You just got to keep going at it. Just keep doing it yeah. and doing it and doing it. And it took him probably years to get up to that level. It's not immediate. He can just all of yeah. a sudden just explode. So everyone, it just takes time with everything. It's just be patient with yeah. it all. I'll have to start employing people then. Go. <laughs> yep. Then you could go quicker. Well, Brendan, I've enjoyed this. Thanks I've learned a thing or two. Um, so I'm fairly patient anyway, so it'll come eventually, I'm sure. Or if it doesn't, in 100 years' time, kids won't be clicking on it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So where do you see your future going? What's what, what's your ultimate goal? Just to keep building up this company and building it up as much as I can and just trying to grow it and take it to the next level and next level and next level and just build it up. That's kind of what I'm focused on right now. And have, have a load of employees that you can trust and uh, spread the net far and wide. That's it. Yep, that is the goal. That is the plan. Terrific. Well, Brendan, thank you so much for sharing your story. Yeah, thanks for having me on today to share my story. Yeah, from Southern California, you lucky bugger. Yeah. Maybe I'll get there one day. Come there on a bike. No, I'm lucky. I am lucky to be out here. Definitely glad to be in Los Angeles. I'll enjoy that weather. 
Yep. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. Have a great rest of your day. The Tim Hill Podcasts. Ordinary people's extraordinary stories. Welcome to the Tim Hill Podcast. If you have the time, you can not only listen to the episodes, but you can also watch all the shows and you'll find the links in the description below. Thank you.